What's happening, everybody? Kira and Ben back again. Uh, we are going to be starting off spooky season a little early. And this week, we are covering the 1980 film Cannibal Holocaust. Ben, tell me your history with the film. So I'd never seen it before. It was um, recommended. Uh, like most of our stuff right now has been recommended. And, uh, oh, I get a lot to say on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm right there you um so i had seen this film before um a long time ago and as i was preparing to watch it again for the to talk about it again because i needed a refresher um i was talking to my dad and i was like yeah i remember watching this back in college and now i gotta watch it like as an adult and i wonder how my opinions of it are going to change and i didn't like it back in college and i still don't like it (laughs) Uh, uh, it was like it was like I like it was banned in a bunch of countries, and uh, the turtle, the turtle scene scene was like they really did kill the turtle and ate it, and like Peter got all over them and stuff. But just no, no, just, <laughs> no. Okay, so let's um for our listeners that don't know, obviously this is a spoily show. Um, let's talk about the film. Let's kind of break it down. So the film starts off, and we are having it the Green Inferno. Now, um, Professor Monroe and his guide make it through the jungle. They are they may, they they are what I anticipate when I see professors and archaeologists, and what I think of when I think of people that study other cultures going in. They they try to be as respectful as possible. They are trying to understand and abide by the customs of these people, and I think they are trying to treat everything with a lot of care. Now, obviously as much care as they can take through the through um through the time it is 1980 so not as much care is taken um but they obviously find that the whole four people of the documentarian crew are dead and then they um but they are able to recover the footage so he plays a recording clip of uh vocal sounds and they believe that he is some sort of god because of this so then they allow him to take the footage back. So he takes the footage back. He is hired by a broadcast company. And the broadcast company cuts what they can of the footage together. Now, he is appalled by what he sees um, because there is a cut of the footage that shows everything. And then there is extra footage that is unedited that is devastating, is one word. And um after that they decide to no longer air the um the document the document the documentary 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 i can't say the word today i'm so sorry guys so um and so that is basically the story now we'll get into the nitty-gritty of it um obviously there is cannibalism there's animal brutality there are many a scene of rape which is what i had uh, like blacked out like I remembered the one from the footage, but I had forgotten the ritualistic one that you witness. Um, it's pretty, it's a pretty, t- not tough watch, I would say, because it is 80, so it is a little dated now. Um, but I would still say, like, the subject matter is still very um, brutal. Yeah, 100%. I, like, I was watching it, and I remember watching 80s movies, and even I was sitting there going, wow. I was like, and I was rooting for the cannibals. I was like, go cannibals. Like, <laughs> Right, because when so for in the first time in the first instance that we see 
the jungle and we see these two tribes, we see them through the perspective of Professor Monroe. And like I had said, he takes a lot of care. He is trying to be as respectful as possible. Obviously, he is also trying to not get eaten alive. Um, but then when we see the footage that this documentary crew cuts together and films, it is so drastically different and so different from what I have known documentarians to do. Um, I have always been under the assumption that documentaries are real and that you are there sort of like a photojournalist where you don't impede in the action and you don't facilitate any of the stories and you are kind of just there as a silent observer. Um, In this film, through um, through this documentary crew, we find that they actually manufacture a lot of the footage that they shoot and um, they do, they really do try to sensationalize um, the tribes and the, and the people that they are studying. Yeah. Like they want the, they want people to, it's a shock value. It's like, it's like they they, they want the shock value. That's what they're reaching for. So they do all kinds of crazy, insane things that these people aren't doing. Like these people are not doing the things that they're doing brutally and like because so, you think cannibals you think these like are these brutal savages that are out just like killing everybody and things like that and these people really aren't they're just living their lives they're like look you know and then these people come in and like yeah i didn't like them no i didn't like them and i think that is such a good like what you were saying and i wanted to piggyback off of that is that these these we see three tribes we're introduced to three different tribes the um, Yakuza, who is like the main tribe, the, they're the first violent tribe that you meet. And then there's the two secondary cannibal tribes. So the Yakuza, the Akuzia, Akuzaman are not cannibals. They are just, um, they just live there. They're just a, nor- a normal tribe there. And then we have the tree people and then they call them the swamp people. And those are the two competing cannibal tribes um, that we have throughout the film. So what is so interesting is that they are just living their lives. They are trying to survive. They are not these. They are just trying to live their lives, and they are disrupted by the white man. Yes. It and it felt a lot like I don't. I don't know. It felt. It feels wrong to me, and I know that people do this all the time. Um, obviously, history conquerors, but it felt really. It felt wrong to watch because, like, you see these people trying. You see this documentary crew trying to assert their like obviously like Western beliefs into this and then exploit what they imagine a tribe to be and really kind of just butchering and really maladapting what the story should be. Yeah, I agree. Like um, it reminded me, there was a story and it was a true story that happened a while back where this man, there was an Island and uh, the natives on the Island put up signs and said do not enter our island we don't want you on the island. no one is allowed on this island and he decided he was going to go and he was going to teach them christianity and numerous attempts he tried to get on the island and they you know they they spared him they said you know don't come on our island we don't want you on our island we don't want any foreigners on our island leave us alone all right he had to get it done he's like i'm gonna show them that they're living the wrong life and they need christianity in their lives and he kept on trying to force the issue, landed, and they killed him. The point I'm trying to get at is these people are trying to force this situation upon these cannibals to make them violent and angry, and and it's not their life. That's not what they do, and this is like they're trying to make something 
out of nothing. And it, it's just, it's, it was very disgusting. It was disgusting. And what it made me think a lot of was we see, like, we see um, interviews. So they do interviews with parts of their family members, the ones that are dead. And you can see, like, they're like, oh, the, the Faye, and I'm going to use Faye as an example. Faye is the only female in the group. Um, and she actually changes her name from Faye, from Tina to Faye. And she does this because she wants to be a star. And I think that's really indicative of the mindset that all of these people have is that they want to just be famous. So they will do that at any means possible. And I think with that, we see in our leader, um, Alan, he is the main, he is the main director, main group, uh, main leader of the uh, documentary group. And we see that I think with him the most is his drive to just push things to the limit First, like they're always filming. Um, so they're like there's a scene where they're all just like together, like showering, and like she's naked, they're all naked, and they're just filming it, and, and she's like, Oh, put it away, and they don't listen to her. And I think that really kind of set the tone and their mindset for how they view things. Like things are there for them to consume and malad and twist. Yes, hundred percent. hundred percent. They um what was it when you first watch the thing, they talk about their documentary. You, you don't know nothing about them. Right. But you know that they're, they're documentarists. And they show the documentary about, like, you know, like they were over in, I want to say, Africa, and they're executing people. And these, they're watching it like, they're like, oh, this is the documentary that they made. But then you find out later on that they didn't just make this. They made that. They paid the people to actually execute those, those innocent people so they could have the, the shock footage. And it wasn't even real soldiers. Yeah. It was just people in costumes. Right. It was crazy. It was crazy. And then I think, too, there is, it's very, it's a very small moment. And I've been wrestling in my head if it is bad acting or if it is such an intentional choice to show this character. Um, but um, there is a scene towards the end in the uncut footage that does not make it to the final document documentary. And what it is, it is they find um, the three men of the um, crew find um an indigenous woman and they capture her and they all take turns raping her it's a very tough scene to watch um the, you then have Faye, who's also there pleading with them to be like hey you're waste like not pleading with them to stop what they're doing but pleading with them in a way that they'll understand by saying you're wasting footage on this like you're wasting cameras like you guys need to stop and then the next day our next clip of footage is they're finding this woman like you had said impaled and killed and you see this smile come across Alan's face where he goes, oh, this must be some ritual because she lost her impurity and the people like this still care about virginity and purity and things like that. And it's like, how would you know that? How would they know that? No one was around. Like, around. I don't know. And the, the he gives this like kind of smile, like being like, in, I know I'm lying. And I don't know if I'm reading too much into it or if he's a bad actor or if this was very intentional, like I had said. Um, but I thought that was very interesting because like, to me, it kind of showed how sociopathic he was. And even when he watches his friend um, get decapitated, he never stops filming. He only actually stops filming when um, he is killed himself. Yeah, I think so with him smiling, like he wasn't aware that they were filming. So he was smiling at the fact that they impaled that woman. They were like, he, they, he was joyful. And like, he was looking at it like an accomplishment. He's like, I did this. And um, it was like, uh, if you know anything about history, Vlad the Impale, Vlad Dracul, he takes a stake and he put it through his people. That's exactly what this person did. He 
after they raped her and killed her, they killed her by impaling her and putting her up like a trophy. And he was smiling at it like, you know, and then they go, we're filming. And that's when he snaps out of it and he goes, oh, oh, no. I, oh, these must be because of these people. Are, you know, her virginity must have been taken. And, you know, and like you see the girl looking at him like, you know, you piece of garbage. So, And they are all, and they are all garbage. So when one moment I did like in the film, and this is probably the only moment I liked, is Professor Monroe. When he stands up to the board of the broadcasting studio, and he's like, you know what, guys, we will not be, I will not have my name associated with this. I risked my life for this footage, and I want it destroyed. Like, no one should be seeing this. And they kind of go back and forth. And then as he's leaving um, the building after they do decide to burn the footage, um, he's kind of like, and I wonder who the cannibals are. And I think that is so true for how we view media and how we view what is consumable, right? Because people love a sensational story. People love blood and guts. People love horrors. And I think we are becoming so desensitized to all of this that like it's like the gorier the better the more horror the better and I know I'll say this in the podcast and if you're and if you know me in real life I'll always say this I'll see a horror movie and I'll be like oh you know I really want more gore but that is like in a fictional sense and not in this realistic sense yeah I mean this movie gets I mean I guess from what I've read that there's this uh, director actually got brought into court and was like you need to produce these actors because they thought that they really got killed. They thought that these people were dead. So he had to like be like, no, it's just it's just a movie. And because it is really graphic. Like you, like I was like, whoa! Like when they cut, they catch his friend and um, they cut his penis off. You know? Oh yeah, that was so funny. Though. <laughs> because he raped he raped one of the tribes women. I mean, I mean, I got like I, I was sitting there and I got everything. Everything the cannibals did to these people was because of what they had done. Like when they burned all those people in the huts and um. When when the, the the guy goes to the village, the the chief of the village is telling him he's like you know he shows the the burned out um, hut with all the dead bodies in it, and he he, he doesn't understand what he's talking about because like he doesn't speak their language, but he's looking at this like burnt out shell with like these remains of people, and he's looking at them, and the the chief's really animate. He's like you know blah, 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 you know, and he's trying to explain to him what happened because he he wants to know what happened to his you know this crew this film crew. And the chief's trying to tell him, look, you know, these weren't good people. This is what they did to my village, you know. And, you know, in the end, they got what they deserved. They absolutely got what they deserved. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah, so this movie has a lot of brutality in it. Um, A lot of people, I mean, we we talked about how they actually did kill the turtle in it um, pretty brutally. And I was like, "Is can you even eat turtle? Like, is this even good? Like. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> ben <laughs> confirms is a turtle eater. <laughs> I, I've had turtle soup. It's not bad. It's, it's all right. I mean. But yeah, like I thought, and I mean, like they had that really uh, graphic killing of like the muskrat. I don't know. There was like a lot of brutal animal deaths. Yes, I agree. Um, with the cannibals, I kind of got it because, you know, that's what they did. They eat meat. Um, so when they killed the monkey and they chopped the yeah. monkey's face off and then the one guy went over and he was eating because it's a delicacy. And, you know, he was like, that was like his reward for capturing the monkey. I got it because like, you know, like documentaries and stuff like that about tribes, you kind of learn a little bit about like what they do, you know, but the stuff that these people were doing, I was totally like, yeah, even if I was dumb and blind, I'd know that this is not something like 
they would never stick people in a hut and set it on fire. That, that's not what they no, do. And they wouldn't do it. No. Unless they're psychos yes. like these people were. Yeah. And yeah, no. And I, I agree with that. I don't think any choices made by any of the indigenous um, characters in this story were wrong. I agree 100% with you. I think every decision made by a white man in this movie outside of Professor Monroe was wrong. <laughs> oh, 100%. Even the studio, because the studio, again, wants the shock value. The shock, they say that. Yeah, and that's what they were looking for, you know, and they're like, oh, well, look, if we put this on here, then we can we, we can get ratings, you know, it's all about the ratings, and, you know, are ratings that important where human life is second? Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. We see that it's yes, and I feel like this this kind of sentiment gets like repeated. Like, uh, it's not it's not the best example because it's obviously fictionalized too. But that movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, yep. he's a he's a news uh, cameraman, and he goes breaks into people's houses to the point where you're like, are you actually killing people to get that footage and to get that like realism? So I do think it's something that people still strive for. Um, I do think it's disgusting because victims need privacy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't agree with a lot of that. Um, and I think with like, but th- this is a different topic. But I'm going to stop right now. Back to Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> so uh, in a funny little snafu, Ben and I had talked about watching another movie, Eaten Alive. And um, there are two Eaten Alives, one that came out in 1978 and another one that came out in 1980. So, me thinking, oh, we're sticking with the cannibal theme. I watched the one from 1980, which was also about cannibals in New Guinea. And Ben watched the 1978 starring Robert Ingram. And it was about an alligator, people being fed to an alligator. <laughs> so very different. Um, the only reason why I bring it up is I am going to mention um, Eaten Alive because I had some talking points about it. Because no, go right ahead. I want you to. I was I was prepared. So um very first off very funny robert kerman who plays professor monroe in cannibal holocaust that same year did another cannibal movie eaten alive um where he played the lead character mark who is a vietnam deserter who's living on the outskirts of papua new guinea before he decides to go in and help this one woman find her sister um what i want to bring up is the similarities between how both of these films treated the indigenous characters so in both of these films, we are supposed to be the, the indigenous characters are the ones that are supposed to be vilified because they are the cannibals. But in both films, I think they actually showed the horrors of the white man and how when you bastardize and when you pull apart parts of religion and tribes to make it what you want um, to fit your needs in um, Campbell Holocaust, the documentary, the documentary. And then Eaten Alive, um, it centers around um, this man named Jonas who is creating a cult, who basically is a cult leader. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. And I thought it was interesting that this guy was in both of them and he survived both of them. <laughs> nice, nice. No, I didn't see it. I, 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 no, now I want to watch it because you were talking about it. Um, it's not good. Don't watch no, it. Don't watch it. Okay. Please, please, no one watch it. It is a horrible movie. Uh- and then I was looking at this guy's filmography, Robert Kerman. So he did two cannibal movies and then pornos. And that was it. And I was like, my dude. <laughs> well, well, so one thing I will say, like I watched Eaten Alive. And Eaten Alive, the 78 version, is a typical 78, 80 movie where it's a horror movie, but they have to sew women's breasts. 
Like, breasts, titties everywhere. Titties everywhere. So there has to be, bre- it's not an 80s movie unless a woman is topless. Like, the bottom on, top off. I mean, ah. I, I even, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I remember growing up in the 80s and I probably would have been like, yeah, but now as I'm older, I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> there are, and okay, so this actually ties in. So Eaten and Alive, Eaten Alive both, of the, both of the films, uh, numerous amounts of titties for no reason and Campbell Holocaust had a lot of titties now I understand titties in the sense that if you are in like a traditional wear and the and like the people don't typically wear like full cloth coverings indigenous indigenous people like I understand that like that makes sense to me but just like I don't know you can tell when it's just like we want to see like I, and I think that goes back to like disgusting directors and like I know we had that big kind of like renaissance with Harvey Weinstein and like kind of like clearing out like a, and a lot of people were like called out on their disgusting habits. Um, but I, I do think it's disgusting when you just have gratuitous titties because I feel bad for the actresses. Yeah, I agree. I agree because it, it's ex- it's exploitation. It's, it's, exploitation. it's exploitation. You're just. You're doing it for the shock value of the, you know, you're trying to get the male audience to be like, ooh, I got to watch this movie. It's like, if you don't have a good plot and a good storyline, you're just going to have a naked woman and that's going to make everything better. And it doesn't. It doesn't. It's tedious. It's boring. It's played out. Like, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of penis shots in uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh my God. I saw so many flaccid penises. Yeah. I was sick of it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Another penis. I was another like, penis. Yeah. But I will say the part when he got his penis cut off because of raping the girl, I thought that was great. I, was like, I thought that was good. I was like, yeah, who? You got what you deserved. I mean, I felt, I will tell you this, when they all died, I felt no sadness for them. I was like, oh, yep, you, you got what you deserved. Uh, the girl, a little bit because... No, because she she was an accomplice to everything. Yeah. You can't gain a conscience when you realize that the people you're around are shit because they've been shit the whole time and then they're just more, and you're shit too, and then they're just more shit, and now you're like, oh God. I think she became, like, she when he, when her boyfriend had sex with the indigenous woman. When that's he when, raped the indigenous yeah, woman. Yeah, when, when he did that. I think that's when she was kind of like, oh, oh my God. You know, before that, she didn't give a crap. No, but before that, also, I thought it was disgusting that he was, trying to have sex with her in front of the whole village. Yeah. Like, I just found him to be disgusting. He but was disgusting. if she was cool with that, and she was cool with lighting the people on fire, and she was cool with faking the shootings, yeah. and she was cool with all of this, yeah, you can't pick and choose what you're cool with. Yeah. And, you know, you could tell the guy was a psycho because when they were totally surrounded by, by the tribesmen, he's like, oh, we're going to win a Pulitzer. And I'm like, you're going to die. They're yeah. going to kill you. There is a numerous amount of tribesmen and only four of you. You're dead. Yeah. And I was so glad. I was, when he died, I was so glad. And I loved that his dad in the film hated him. Yeah. That was my favorite. He's like, my son's a son of a bitch. Da, 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 da. I love that. Lazy and then, piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's so true. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. I thought that was so funny because I was like, he is bad. Yeah. He was bad. Like, and I thought, like, so, like, at the beginning of the movie, you don't know. So you automatically sympathize with the you know, like oh they went out into the jungle and they got killed by these cannibals. So you kind of sympathetic you're like oh that's awful you know the poor parents have to deal with you know the loss of their children. And then like when the story unfolds you're like those oh, scumbags. Yeah. No. Yeah. I like I don't know. And I agree with that like a little bit. Um, it always does feel like I don't know like you could tell that they were going. I mean even when they were, it felt like they treated their guide like poorly in the beginning when he was like 
get up to the front, da 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 da, like be in this shot. Like yeah. I don't know. Like it felt like they really had no regard at any point for anyone um, but themselves. But themselves. So I'm glad that they got eaten. Um, would I recommend this movie? Probably not. If you want to watch a movie about cannibals that is more gruesome but um, handled slightly better, um, please check out The Green Inferno by Eli Roth. Um, way more, like, I'm going to say way more gruesome, but it is a little bit more modern. Um, it does focus strictly on this, like, people that are like, we're going to save the rain. I, this is why I don't get why does everyone want to save the rainforest? The rainforest is fine. We're killing the rainforest because we're killing the planet. Like, you can't go into the rainforest to fix indigenous tribes and that's saving it. Like, that white savior nonsense is so insane to me. Um, but I would not recommend Campbell Holocaust. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. I, after watching it, I mean, I, I watched it. I know it now. I see why I see why it was banned in countries. I do. I, I'm like, I get it because, you know, I would have banned it too if I was a... If I was a, uh, a country leader, I would have been like, you're not watching this garbage. This is terrible. Just because it's bad, poor story. Yeah, it was terrible. But uh, I agree. I wouldn't watch it. And I agree with, like, the whole killing the planet. I mean, like, I think it's funny that, like, stores are like, oh, we're no longer going to do uh, plastic bags. Yet everything we've served to you is going to be served in plastic. The yes. carrots. The, the So it just, we, we've screwed up a long time ago. And trying to fix it now is just redundant. Yeah, it's all nonsense. But... Um, the movie's not that good. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I will say one other comparison I want to make between the two was, um, there were two, I mean, I had to watch, I watched both these movies back to back, um, probably my own fault. So I've watched a lot of killings and ritualistic rapes. So maybe my head is all messed up, but, um, in Cannibal Holocaust, we watch, um, through the eyes of Dr. of Professor Monroe, we watch um, an indigenous woman and an indigenous man performing a ritualistic rape and sacrifice um, because she was um, in, uh, unfaithful because, I mean, that, I guess that's punishment and that's death. I don't know. Um, so that happens in Campbell Holocaust and it's very brutal. And one of the ways that it happens is this man is holding a obviously, uh, what's the word? A stone, um, like a stone shape, like a dick. Yeah, I don't, yeah, stone phallus. Phallus, that's the word I'm looking for. A, a stone shape, like a phallus. And in Eaten Alive, there is a scene where the cult leader is um, performing a very similar ritual to indoctrinate um, one of our main characters and Anna. And it was like the same tool, except he dipped it in snake venom. And I was like, what the F am I watching? <laughs> I was like, what is with, what am I watching? Um, I just thought that was a really crazy parallel between the two. I found so many similarities between these two movies, which is probably why I thought that that was the movie. Yeah. No, no, I totally, totally my fault. I, I, I thought I sent you the, the, no, the I'm thing. an, I'm a fool. I'm a fool, Ben. Awesome. It's funny. It's funny. We can talk about it and, um, you guys cannot watch Campbell Holocaust because we're telling you all about it. And it's garbage garbage um i do love no don't get me wrong i love a movie about cannibals though like i said before i think i said it back on the hellraiser podcast i love i love good horror and i appreciate good horror when it does not cross the boundary of psychosexual fantasies i think you can do a lot 
But there's a lot of great cannibalism movies out there. One that has always stuck with me, um, but is kind of a tough, a gruesome watch is the French film Raw. Great film about cannibals. Um, if you want to watch something a little more genre bending, um, Bones and All. Great love story about cannibals. But Cannibal Holocaust, we can skip it. Yeah, I agree. I I watched it. I'm I'm satisfied I watched it. I won't watch it again. I won't recommend it. If someone asks me, I'm gonna be like it's straight garbage. I mean, it's not my thing. Yeah, and we've covered other banned films um in the past. The one I'm specifically thinking of is Possession. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that that movie is relevant. It is still le- it is leagues better than this one. And I think if you're gonna watch a banned film, watch that. Oh yeah, and um, I agree. And there's a couple of more movies that were recommended that were banned in other countries. So we'll give them the shot. And uh, you know, like I said, we're not. If you like the movie, it's it's your choice. Of course, uh, we're, we're not here to shame. You. Yeah, we're just here to like review the movies and tell you how we feel about them. And you know, going off our our talk. If you want to see it, see it. If you don't, don't. I mean. You know, and just get back to us and let us know what you think. I mean, we love feedback. Yes, we do love feedback. Um, and obviously, our opinion, like Ben said, is not the Bible. It's our opinion. Um, but we will always be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and we never want to mislead you guys. Um, but maybe never watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever, ever. <laughs> I mean, like, I would even watch, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I would even watch, I don't know. I, there's so many other things. In, Chud. Yeah. Like, I would watch Human Centipede 3, which yeah. is probably one of the worst films I've ever seen, <laughs> um, only because it has no storyline. But um, I would watch that over this movie. Yeah. I any agree. day. I agree. Um, if you, have you guys, guys, write in if you've seen the Human Centipede trilogy, because I have seen all three. Love the first one. Second one pretty good third one dog shit please write in what you think too i would love to know because i've never met anyone else who's seen all three besides like one of my best friends but we watch them together <laughs> yeah i've never seen them so uh yeah let, let us know i mean let us know it's a little tangent but if we're talking about disgusting gruesome horror it kind of made sense in my mind <laughs> um so we like i said we're kicking off spooky season so it's gonna turn into a lot of horror um, we're going to have a guest come on. We're going to try to hit all types of horror, though. Um, foreign horror, um, for us, domestic horror, older, newer, gruesome, psychological. We're going to try to cover it all um, because we're not, we don't want to become pigeonholed. No, not at all. And uh, we, we, all your requests are still here. Uh, once, once Halloween comes over, then we'll go back to the uh, request. And uh, we do have a couple of requests coming up, like um, Lady Chatterjee versus Norway, parasite so those will be released probably soon i'm going to get them out before october so i might have a back-to-back release and then release this one the start of october start of october spooky season baby um but again thank you guys for listening we couldn't do what we do without you um we're gonna have a special guest come on our show soon um like i said we're gonna talk about a lot of horror stuff um if you have a movie you're super super passionate about write in and let us know um Maybe if you plead the case well enough, we'll review it immediately. Only if it's good. I I agree. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And catch us next time on What's Happening.